Welcome to episode 496 of Salcedo Paranormal, and tonight I am talking about haunted places in the U.S. As always, you can find all episodes of the show, along with links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page, and that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you all have questions or comments or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. Thank you all for listening, whether you listen to the streams on Discord or if you listen on the podcast or YouTube feeds or if you uh, hear the shows on the Trouble Minds Radio Network. KUAP Digital Broadcasting. There you can hear replays of two episodes of the show every night at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, right before Trouble Minds Radio comes on. As always, I want to thank Michael Strange, host of Trouble Minds Radio, as well as Liam Martin, or Rohan, as he's also known, host of the Exile Minds podcast, for producing the shows and uh, adding the music and putting it up on the station as you hear them there. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, there are some different ways to do that. You can always share the show with others and rate and review it uh, on your podcast platform of choice. I also have uh, paranormal fiction and nonfiction books you can check out over on Amazon. And a Patreon page you can also visit. I have one extra episode there. Uh, planning on doing more at least once a month in um, starting in November. And uh, those episodes can be accessed uh, through any of the membership tiers there on that platform. Uh, also, I have, uh, if you just like to make one-time donations to the show, I have uh, links to PayPal and Venmo, and those can all be found in every episode description. Um, support is never, help is never expected, but always appreciated, as there are always expenses in making these shows. From equipment to research materials, to travel expenses. Uh, getting closer and closer to going to the Mid-Michigan Paracon this uh, November 4th and 5th. That's a Saturday and Sunday. And that's at the uh, Swing Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Looking forward to that. I'll be walking around there listening to the presentations and uh, making audio recordings of myself and anyone else that wants to join me there, uh, talking all about the paranormal and uh Thoughts about um, what it all is and stories of experiences, if anyone has any they want to share. And then I'll bring those recordings back and share those on future shows. So um, I think that covers all of that. And uh, so, yeah, this is um, my continuing series on haunted places in the U.S. And as I always say, um, a couple things about this. I am no historian. So this is just based on what I was able to find online. I think um, the stories of, of the experiences are still amazing either way, um, just because where do these stories come from? And uh, so often it seems like there's, even if it's just one little detail that it was there that may be accurate, um, where, where is that coming from as well? So I think it's still fun to look at these um, reports of activity in these places and see what we can make of them. Also, as always, uh, please look into these places I talk about yourself to see if um, they're open to the public. 
whenever you hear these shows, after you hear these shows, um, because I do not um, suggest or recommend any kind of trespassing for various reasons, um, safety and uh, privacy and legal and all those different things. So be sure to check out the places uh, yourselves online before you go and visit them, just in case you're not supposed to be there. So, um, so I think that covers everything there. Uh, I'll get to these articles here. I only have three in there, shorter than I thought, so we may get through these faster than expected today, but um, we'll fill out the time. And uh, so, yeah, this has been a, a great series to do so far, and um, I've enjoyed it. Just uh, even just going through several locations in uh, one state so far, Alabama. This is just all locations so far we've done in one state. And uh, there's 50 in the U.S. So this is going to be uh, an ongoing series for quite a while. And I'm hoping everyone's okay with that. I, I enjoy it. Uh, but um, and we've already talked about several locations. And uh, so this next one here we're going to talk about is, um, let's see here, the Pickens uh, County Courthouse. And this uh, first article is from, uh, oh, wait, I'm on the wrong one. Let me just get to the right article here. Um, this first one is from scaryhq.com. And the title of this one reads, uh, Haunted Pickens County Courthouse in Carrollton, Alabama. So, uh, the original courthouse burned down, apparently, uh, back in the day in the late 1800s. But, um, and they had, one person was suspected, apparently, uh, last name of Wells. He, uh, lived out on the edge, or in, in the county, um, and according to the story, I found this in all three articles here, he was arrested and locked in the attic of the new courthouse. So the place was um, reconstructed. And uh, But as there was a, um, a thunderstorm rolling into the area, just as a uh, mob gathered outside the building, demanding that Wells be turned over to them. And uh, this is back in the day where those were much more... Um, common, I guess, in different areas. So, and as Wells was looking through the, the window outside of the, at the crowd, uh, a lightning bolt struck the window and killed him. But his face is still seen on that window, even though it's, um, I'm guessing by now it's been replaced. And uh, so that's really amazing that that, and again, it goes back to the lightning. How was that? Was that an actual image burned onto the, the window? Or is it more paranormal? Or is it both? Can it be both somehow? Um, and that's what I wonder about this this um, story here. And because so much we, we see in reports of paranormal activity, there are windows and mirrors seem to have different abilities <clears throat> in the paranormal to reflect images and um, that maybe you can't see out in, in the, when you're looking around, but then when you look in this, this pane of glass, whatever it is, <coughs> excuse me, 
um, you see something, and that's so common in so many stories. Not in every situation, obviously, but um, but yeah, it is definitely common. And uh, so I wonder again. But then also you have the lightning, which there's so many reports of paranormal activity uh, kicking up. And again, not in every case, obviously, but in many cases. Um, there are reports of paranormal activity uh, starting or picking up when there's thunderstorms in the area. And also, if you think about this crowd that was outside, you have this crowd of people that were there uh, for this one reason. And so you have all their energy as, as well that could possibly be, be involved. So it just sounds like a, um, a really intense situation there that maybe that's all combined to... Uh, to leave this image of this man's face on this window, this window. And, uh, apparently is still there or is still seen there anyway. So really amazing that, that, um, I mean, sad that it happened that anyone was struck, struck by lightning and killed, but also just shows, I think the power of, um, of lightning and the way glass seems to be something, have something to do with the paranormal as well. So, uh, moving on to the next article here. Uh, let me see here. This next one is from onlyinyourstate.com. And uh, a lot of these articles do have at least this second and third one have pictures. And uh, so the title of this one reads, The Story of Alabama's Ghost in the Window is Bizarre and Terrifying. So uh mentions that there's a lot of reports of paranormal activity in Alabama. Of course, as we've already seen through all the other articles uh, we've read in this series. And, uh, but one of these, um, one of these most well-known stories in the state, which I had never heard of until this, uh, is this face in the window. And it's become sort of a, um, apparently there's like, uh, it's become sort of a, a tourist attraction, which, is always odd, um, but apparently this has been included in books, uh, and uh, this article recommends uh, the one book that apparently is uh, known for uh, known for promoting or for sharing the story. <laughs> Excuse me. So, and this is a book uh, called Thirteen Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. I don't know the reference there, but. Uh, this is by uh, someone named Catherine Tucker Wyndham. I'm not sure. But apparently this story was shared in that book. And, uh, oh, so this article does have pictures. Uh, it has a picture of the, of a plaque, basically. And uh, Pickens County Courthouse, there's a plaque here in this one article. Erected 1877 and 1878. So, um... So, yeah, there's some neat pictures here. So, Henry Wells, it says, according to the story here, uh, was a um, former slave freed at the at the conclusion of the Civil War, the U.S. Civil War, uh, was accused of arson when the original courthouse burnt to the ground in 1876. So, uh, of course, um, Henry fled to the attic of the courthouse while he was escaping the mob. So here it sounds like he went there himself. Um, another article, it says he was arrested. So 
there's some de- different details in these articles here. But as they um, kept looking for him in the area, he uh, apparently he yelled to them that he was innocent. And, uh, of course, now this is, I'm wondering if this is um, something that was more researched or not. I don't know. Apparently, according to the story, he yelled, I am innocent. If you kill me, I am going to hunt you for the rest of your lives. So, again, sort of getting back to this idea of um, of sort of like curses in a way. But apparently at that moment, uh, when he, after he got done saying that, the um, the lightning bolt struck the building. And the image of Henry's, uh, Henry Wells' face was etched into the glass. So this is, um, so it does sound like it was something that had to do with the energy of the lightning bolt and the glass. It sounds almost like a, a natural, some kind of weird natural photograph that was taken using the lightning uh, in a way. That's odd. But um, so the, says in the story here, the mob finally made their way into the courthouse. And um, so, but anyway, looks like um, now there's differences differences again. Uh, The first article said that he passed away due to the lightning strike, but the other one here has a different ending of being him being killed by the mob, but um, by the, the, not the mafia, the mob of people that were outside to, to go after him. And um, so it looks like he's, um, but he's still seen there, apparently. Now, this article mentions here, let's see here. No, it's the next one. So there's some differences there in, in the story, but you, you get that with some um, stories as well over time. I think due to research and or um, just variations from one person telling the story to another person telling the story. Um, that doesn't surprise me in a way that that happened with these articles here. <coughs> Excuse me. So. Um, but that's really neat that 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 uh, that last is still there. Apparently, according to the articles here, as of when these articles came out, and um, so yeah, really creepy story there in a way. But um, so yeah, just uh, I wonder. I keep going back to the the way if um, if he wasn't killed by the lightning bolt, then I would almost maybe see the. Uh, I was wondering how the image got in the glass. Maybe that's, I don't know. A lot of details there I don't really know because I don't know how all that works, how science works, basically. But um, maybe it was some kind of a paranormal thing where it was a combination of the of the, of the natural elements there, of the lightning and then the um, intense emotions that the man was going through. And then the glass being sort of there in the middle. Uh, so I don't know. It's. I know lightning can go through solid solid objects, so I don't doubt that maybe it could have killed him. Uh, yeah, frozen in time. Hello, hello, Lily. Yeah. Um. So even if it's just that image, but then again, I I would wonder, does that mean it's just the image of his face, or is he also still, is part of him, or is he still there somehow? Which is also, um terrifying to think of in a way did that lightning sort of yeah did that did that make him did that put him there get make his um energy or his spirit stay there for whatever reason and that's um that's terrifying right there but um 
because in this last article, we'll get to that here and go from there. This last article is actually from a news outlet. Uh, let me see here. Let me close the other one. There we go. Uh, this is from CBS42.com. And this title reads, Alabama Ghost Stories, The Face in the Courthouse Window. So, and it says it's um, it's one of the most talked about ghost stories in western Alabama. And it's, again, known as the, the face in the window. So it talks about the um, the uh, the story here, how Wells was arrested for burning out, burning down the original courthouse, and um, the courthouse was later re, uh, re, um, reconstructed after he was arrested. And um, okay, so he was he attempted to uh, escape, but he was brought back to jail in the basement of the building. So maybe he, he was there and he fled from the basement to the attic and that's where the uh the whole thing with the lightning in the in the window happened. So um so yeah, it talks about that. Seems to um generally go go uh, hand in hand with other two articles here. And uh according to let me see here. Um there is a uh a court uh Courthouse, uh, there's a careta- caretaker there, and um, last name of uh, Patterson said that uh, there are some other strange things that happen there. So it sounds like other activity, but of course, the thing that the place is most well known for is the face in the attic and um, in the window there. So, and uh, Patterson is apparently the courthouse caretaker and local historian. And he says the reason the uh, man want oh, the reason the mob wanted to pull Wells out of the, um, the the jail was because of valuable papers and deeds that were lost in the fire of the original courthouse. So, um, and apparently the sheriff at the time, I was wondering about this. The sheriff at the time was trying to calm them, calm the this uh, mob, this crowd down, while. Um, Wells was in the attic watching everything. And uh, so in, the, in this article there, it does use the word curse that he had it said that he would, he had said he would curse them if, if they got to him and, and uh, did anything to him. So the uh, sheriff removed, okay. Uh, the sheriff removed uh, Wells from jail and took him up to, up to the attic. So that was actually, that's was something I wondered about. Um, but apparently he did survive. He did survive the lightning strike. Now in this version, so um, but he did eventually die due to um, other events there. And uh, he promised to again. He cursed the mob that wanted to kill him, according to the legend. And Wells pressed his face up to the glass to look down at the mob uh, while he was still alive. And it was at the same time as the thunderstorm passed through and. Lightning struck the window, and that's how the face uh, happened there. Our image was put there. And um, Patterson says it's a tourist effect. We have a lot of people stop and come through to see the face in the window. And uh, and let me see here. So, yeah, they look at the some of the other objects 
so they have some other objects that were in the building from that time period as well. So I wonder if those hold energy as well. But uh, the window has apparently been through, gone through um, 142 years of tornadoes and rainstorms, but his face is still up there. So that um, that is odd. That makes he says, he says that that makes people think that uh, this image was is paranormal. This um, the way it stays there and everything. Which I have heard of that in other cases, not so much with um, faces and windows, but we, I'm sure we've a lot of us have heard the stories of, um, of course, any kind of uh, in a place where there was a terrible murder or, or um, death, there would be uh, spots of um, a blood on on the wall or floor in a place, and there'd be a stain, and those stains would keep coming back. I'm sure we, a lot of us have heard of that before. And um, so it sounds like a different version of that. I, be I believe I've even heard of like uh, handprints, um, just different things appearing and, and continuing to appear even when these areas are cleaned out uh, or the surfaces are cleaned off and uh, manifesting over and over and over again. So I wonder if that means the face does it has it stayed there the entire, I mean, obviously you have to have a camera there the entire time to know this for sure. But has it, does it stay there 24 seven or is it something that um, is more visible at certain times due to the weather? I'd wonder all the energy. And again, it's being a window collecting energy. Um, so yeah, I don't know with that one, but that does seem to be the central story about that location. Although as it said in the last article, article there that there apparently is other um, paranormal activity in in that courthouse. So, and I wonder about that with courthouses. I feel like I've heard of different um, places like that. Courthouses are, are places where there are trials, also having activity throughout throughout time and throughout the U.S. And maybe not a one for one every location, but that. Um, that is not the first courthouse I've heard of having activity. Maybe that's something I should check into for a show sometime. Uh, I mean, I know I've heard of haunted jails, obviously, but um, I've never really considered the whole idea of courtrooms and all the energy that goes on there with everyone and how that can maybe lead to paranormal activity in those locations, especially places that have been around for over 100 years like in the case of this courthouse. So, a uh, really amazing story there. And um, and it does sound like the, 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 the stories there, the articles don't say that the this legend is all made up. So I wonder if there, maybe there really was a person that went by that name that, that was sort of, I wonder how much of that is uh, actual based on the actual story and how much has been, of course, exaggerated over time. It's always hard to tell, but it doesn't say that it's just a, a, a complete legend. So anyway, um, that's all the time we have for today. It worked out well, I think. Uh, just covering those three articles. And um, I'll be back tomorrow with um, True Paranormal Stories from the Web on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.